Welcome to Two Sides to the Story with Ted and Lori. I'm Lori Hirstetter. And I'm Ted Zaleski. So what's been going on here at Two Sides to the Story? First thing I want to mention, if you haven't heard about Lori's Good Book Hunting Trip, check out episode number 14, Virginia is for Books. And on book good lovers. Book lovers. <laughs> Virginia is for dot, dot, dot. Book lovers instead of Virginia is for lovers. Did you not pick up on that when I titled the show? I'm sure I did. I just <laughs> failed miserably again. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Episode 14. Virginia is for book, book lovers. lovers. <laughs> so we're planning for some more good book hunting trips. Don't know what that's all going to look like yet, but it, there's more coming. And... We're still trying to figure out what we want to do to share the ones we've already done with you uh, on the trips that we've, we've taken. So we've been talking about good book hunting, Lori and I, and this idea of sharing the trips we made. And while we're trying to figure that out, we thought there's probably some themes, some ideas that we can share with you right now that aren't just about we visited bookstore number one or bookstore number two. So we're going to talk about some of the things that have been catching our attention, have been getting into our conversations. One is bookstores with books, but bookstores don't only have books. Some of them do, but some have merchandise. Some have a lot of merchandise. Uh, what are we seeing there? And then another thing is we have new bookstores. We have used bookstores. We have stores that are doing both. And sometimes there's a used section, there's a new section, but we've also found on more than one occasion now that the used books and the new books are just all on the shelves together and you have to kind of pay attention to what you're looking at. And then what Lori likes to call the vibe of the store. Are you going to uh, let me talk about that one since <laughs> Lori calls it the vibe? <laughs> go for it. So, uh, well, it started for me the very first bookstore that we went into as part of the official Good Book Hunting trips. It was um, called Park Books in Severna Park. And when we walked into the store, the first thing I noticed was the music. Um, we've been in stores now that have it, and we've been in some that, that don't. I always enjoy a bookstore a little bit more when it's got um, good music, so that can be part of the vibe. Um, another is the lighting in the store. Uh, we've been in some that are, you know, look like a warehouse and big, you know, fluorescent lights above you and wide open spaces, and then there are the, those with soft lighting um, that are, are more... Um, just a, a comfier environment maybe and some that are pretty dark and we've been in some dark ones yes <laughs> so um, that's what I mean when I say the vibe of the store even like the the customers and the conversations that are going on can create the the atmosphere in a shop um, we've been in a couple where it seems like most of the people coming in have some sort of book merchandise on them you know, they're, they're wearing a t-shirt and it says, I love books or something to that degree. Or staff members up at the uh, store counter talking about the latest book they read while they're checking out customers. 
And one of those, one of the people working was wearing a sweatshirt that said, reading is my favorite sport. So um, beyond that, um, as Ted said, we're trying to figure out how to give you a recap of each of the trips. And, and that's gonna be more challenging to do as, as time goes on. So we're gonna put that together in some way for you sooner rather than, than later. Um, because as the weeks go by, we add several places to the list. Um, I have to pull out my book here for a second, but I think here we are, February 21st. And we've made 233 trips. <laughs> We're getting close to it. 17. 17 already. And that is not even two months into this. And our goal was 23. Yeah, this all started with Lori saying... <laughs> What if we did 23 trips in 2023? Uh, yeah, it's funny. All the things that we're doing, um, what we've done the most of so far is buying books. And, and I say we, I mean we, me. <laughs> we are up to 27 books purchased. Now, I am a, a frugal shopper, so don't think that I'm out there um, going crazy. I'm not. I'm, I'm a deal hunter, and I found some deals. But we have 27 books and 17 good book hunting destinations. So again, back to the major themes while we try to figure out how to tell you about the 17 places we've been. So another sort of theme that's been very interesting for me that I learned mostly in this last trip was about the idea of having books that are somewhere other than a book store. So I went thinking I was going to a bookstore and I ended up in a restaurant for breakfast just getting a bagel and a coffee and there were books in the store. And it was actually intentional that it was part of a new model for a bookstore where they've got a strong online presence, they're using social media to help them, they are offering um, audio, uh, audible books um, on their site and they've got these mini shops inside of existing stores that are not bookstores. It's just very interesting to see how people are approaching book selling in a different way to meet the ever-changing needs of people who are buying books. And with the idea of books not in bookstores, other ways this has come up has been uh, record stores with books, yes. Goodwill with, with books. Um, and I haven't gone to look at this yet, but I actually, somehow, uh, Lori and I were talking about this, and I said, does Ollie's have books? It's a place that sells a lot of furniture and cabinets and stuff like that. And I said, yes, they have, they have books. I was wondering why they kept coming up in my searches. So we'll have to check out an Ollie sometime. Agreed. So that is places that are selling books that aren't bookstores. So flip that to bookstores that are doing other things. So you already mentioned about other merchandise. You know, you can get a t-shirt, a bookmark, um, your stuffed animals, um, a bag for your books. There are all sorts of other items. I got a keychain at the first store we went to on a, our first official Good Book Hunting trip. Um, what else have you noticed? And Lori still wants a t-shirt from their curmudgeon because their, their guy looks like me. <laughs> It, it's striking, so we cannot deny it. Now, if we go to a bookstore that has a gal on the shirt that looks like me, it it will surprise 
it will surprise me, yes, and and I'll let you get a good laugh at it, just like you let me get a good laugh about curmudgeon for you. Um, you know what else? We've seen scarves in bookstores. In fact, you got me one um, from the last word in Mount Airy. So just another example of the things that are available for sale in bookstores beyond books. So that's just the for sale part. Now, the other thing we're starting to see as a major theme in, in some of these bookstores is the events that they are offering. So there are book clubs that are being offered by these bookstores. Um, one here locally, the Rudolph Girls is even doing, I've seen they've got like a cooking class. They're also offering a story time for their younger readers. Um, what other kind of things are you seeing in some of the, the bookstores that, that are doing other events besides just selling books? Uh, story time for kids seems to be a, a popular one. Author book signings and interviews. Of course, I've done several dozen author interviews now, so I'm, I'm really into that part. Then um, something that you ran into in Virginia with a what you called no storefront. Yeah, well, I talked about that at the beginning of the episode. The, oh, okay. It was called The Bookshelf. They were inside of a restaurant called The Local. Yeah. And they had the books on the shelf. Um, and, and they don't have a, a physical store yet. They're wanting to. That's part of their plan. But um, it hasn't happened yet. And in the meantime, they're building a following of, of people buying books through them um, just in non-traditional ways. Okay, I have another one that you didn't talk about already. Okay, what's that? Um, Pop-up bookstores, mobile bookstores. Yes, we came across this months ago. When we were still kind of getting the hang of what we were going to do with the show, we were looking at book events. You put together a list of book festivals, and I think I went a little different direction with that and came up with a, a book event. I don't remember where it was but it was like a weekend for chocolate lovers of all things, but they were having vendors at this chocolate weekend. Um, and one of the vendors was a pop-up bookstore. They literally had like a, a trailer picture. You go to a carnival and they're selling snowballs and cotton candy and, and what have you out of, out of a funnel cake out of, um, out of the trailer. Well, it was, it was that kind of an approach of, Here's a, a pop-up bookstore where they've converted a trailer into a space where you could go shop for books. You know, and that reminds me of a book. I think it was called Bookshop on the Corner. I might be getting that wrong. But it was about a woman in Scotland, I think, mm. who had kind of a bus or a van, and her bookstore traveled around taking the books to where the people were. Yeah, I mean, the local libraries have usually a, like a bookmobile mm -hmm. that goes around and delivers books. Um, but those are the ones that are just being borrowed from the library. This is, um, just trying to think of the, oh yeah, food trucks. Food trucks have become very popular, right? Just mobile ways to go do these things. And I think now we have book trucks, which is really kind of cool. Now we haven't actually been to one yet. We haven't found a festival that's got a book truck for us to go check out, but it's on my list for sure. It'd be cool to be able to do that as one of our um, good book hunting trips um, this year. Now on places that are not bookstores, but are getting themselves involved in books, 
we have a pla one place in particular we have our eye on. Uh, we've been talking with them and are looking to do something in the future. But there's a, uh, a brewery called Pipe the Side in Hampstead, Maryland. And they're doing some very interesting things. They, they have a regular book club. Uh, we recently attended a book swap that they did. There was some other book event that they had. Um, do you remember now? Well, they do, um, they do this thing um, every Friday. It's uh, Pints with a Purpose. And they adopt, is not the right word, but they use a, 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 a community partner. And um, they've done lots of things in, in the community uh, that I have a lot of respect for what they're doing out there. And one of them, um, one of their pints with a purpose was to benefit the Carroll County Public Library. And I think a dollar from every pint of beer that was purchased on that Friday night went to a library um, program. Um, so that's just an example. So I think we should say a little bit more about this community book swap because we went there um, and went in with a fair number of books. Um, we didn't take as many as we left, and I'm sure that they donated to um, a good cause after the fact, but walked away with several books that I'm really excited about um, digging into. How about you? Thoughts on that um, that community book swap approach? I think it's a great event. Oh yeah, it's um, you know some time ago we talked about getting books without spending a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know here here is a perfect way to, to do it. And um, first time they did this, but they had a they had a good number of books there, a good variety of, of books. I didn't take anything home with me just because I'm trying to be. A little bit more disciplined about how many books I'm adding to the books that I already have, but there were definitely books there that I could have taken if um, if I wasn't thinking that way. Then uh, Lori and I talked to one of the owners, a husband and wife. This is Carol, mm -hmm. and no specific plan yet, but we are going to do an interview with them sometime, and we want to talk about the book events they're doing. We want to talk about. How, how hard they're working to kind of ingrain themselves in the community and give them a chance to talk about Pipe the Side, the brewery, which is really the starting point for all of this. Yes, we have said for some time now about Book and a Beer, that that's definitely uh, a happy place for you. That, you know, sitting at a pub with a book, you can finish a book and enjoy a, a drink while you're there doing it. It's just something you really enjoy. And they have that atmosphere there. Um, you're welcome to stay. Um, there are people playing board games and there's music playing, back to music playing. Um, uh, they just create a really nice atmosphere in, in their shop. So I'm really looking forward to talking to them. And something funny, while we were introducing ourselves to Carol, we had someone standing behind who was getting ready to order a beer. And she was overhearing the conversation and we were trying to get out of the way so that she could order her drink. And she was like, oh no, 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 I wanna hear what you have to say. So we had a conversation with her. Um, her name was Megan. She was there with her young daughter doing some book shopping. And we've gotta make a, an interesting observation here. We were talking before about good book hunting themes that we're finding. Well, we have an interesting theme developing, and we're going to have to get those of you listening. If you are in this situation, we need to hear from you because we're really curious to know. Here's what we want to know. We have met two Megans who are team captains 
for Battle of the Books. They are very busy getting ready for Battle of the Books. We're going to talk more about that in just a few minutes. But it just seems very curious to me that we've met two people talking about Battle of the Books, and both of them are captains named Megan. So we'd like to know. <laughs> Go ahead, Ted. Yeah, I, I asked Lori, so what, do you think it's a requirement now that you have to be named <laughs> Megan to be a uh, battle coach? It's just very interesting, and I, I cannot wait for the Battle of the Books event when we get to meet these teams. And that might be how we lead off the night, Ted, is to say, how many of you out there <laughs> are named Megan? Raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, so this Megan and her team will not be at the event that Lori and I are emceeing. That's but the, true. Uh, the other one will be. That's true. Um, she was more out in that area, Hampstead, Manchester, for school, instead of the one that we're doing at, at Winter's Mill. So uh, back to Pipe the Side, um, it's, it's funny how this has worked for us in the months since October when we started, that you know we are introducing ourselves to other book people, whether it's a bookstore or it's a business like that that is interested clearly in books in the community. And we've started following some of these folks on Instagram so that we can keep track of what they're doing that we might want to, to be part of. I, I, I walked away with two books at this book swap. Um, my son and his girlfriend went along and she walked out with, I think, five or six books. So uh, just a great involvement um, in the community. So what happens is we go to these events and it turns into more events. So as you just said, pipe the side, we go to their community book swap and we end up with an opportunity to interview them. So let's tell a similar story about the Carroll Arts Center and how our partnership with them is growing in big ways. Yeah, so the Carroll County Arts Council operates out of the Carroll County Arts Center and there's always a lot going on here. Art shows and movies and plays and music and dancing. And some of that runs into the book world that uh, Lori is talking about. And we recently talked with Lynn Griffith, the, the director of the Arts Council. And we have some events, not just event, uh, two sides to the story events that Lori and I are gonna be putting some time into that are coming up because of what the Arts Council is, is doing. Now one that has already passed, we came to see a movie. I think we might have talked about this some, um, uh, a documentary called Hello Bookstore, about an independent bookstore struggling through COVID and how customers and neighbors came to the rescue with a GoFundMe effort. And in episode 14, Lori talks about her trip to Virginia in a store called The Book Nook, right? Yes. And similar circumstances. And maybe there'll be a similar outcome for, for The Book Nook. So yeah, we, yeah, paint the picture of you go to an event and then I start following them on Instagram so we can keep an eye on other events that they have coming up. So it pops up that they've got the Peep Show. So this is not a new event to me. I'm, I've been there many times as a spectator. But as I saw their listing for the Peep Show is coming, and this is Marshmallow Peeps, by the way. This is a family show, so <laughs> just to clarify. Um, and people make all these amazing creative things out of Marshmallow Peeps for the Easter season. So I said to Ted, 
oh, we should totally do one for two sides. So we got brainstorming and we came up with some ideas and we're not gonna tell you what it is, but I will tell you that I've got pain on my fingers and that we are working on something that is of course book related um, for the Peep Show. Um, and so you'll have to come take a look at what we've done uh, when the time comes. So details about that. Uh, if you are interested in submitting something for um, the Peep Show, the deadline is March 10th. Uh, it's February 21st. I will get this show aired by tomorrow at the latest. So there is still time if you're watching us right as we um, release shows to get entered if you would like to be part of it. If you just want to come as a spectator to see Two Sides and all the other amazing entries, um, the dates of that are going to run from March 31st through April 10th. Now they've outgrown the space at the Carroll Arts Theater to house it there, so it's actually going to be located at the Town Mall of Westminster. But I would definitely encourage you to check out that event. It's a great seasonal thing to do, and the creativity from some of the folks that enter are just amazing. And no peeps were harmed in the making of this entry. <laughs> Absolutely not. We love peeps and dogs, especially dogs. <laughs> And for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, if you go online, I think you can probably pretty easily find some pictures of things people have done in the past, and some of it is amazing. And it's not even just sculptures. There, there are peep videos and peep movie posters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, people come up with some, uh, some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going. So that's just one event that is happening that we're part of because of following um, them on Instagram. Now, the other one, pretty big. Oh, go, go ahead. <laughs> I noticed the listing that they were gonna have a, a bit of a comedy show with uh, someone that everyone is aware of who's lived in Maryland for any amount of time, John Walters. So, um, you want to talk a little bit more about how that all came together? So John Waters is coming to the Carroll Arts Center to do a comic monologue. Uh, they're charging $75 a ticket, which They're is, sold out. Yeah. You can't go to that one anymore. So we're not essentially promoting it because you can't go, I'm sorry, but <laughs> we do have another sort of related opportunity. Right. <laughs> So, so yeah, $75 a ticket, but it sold out very, very quickly. Like next day or two days, it was amazing. Yeah, most events here are $15, $20, so this was, this was pretty impressive. But we reached out to the Arts Council and said, well, you know, as long as John Waters is here, what if we do a two sides interview? And I had low expectations, <laughs> but they loved the idea, so we're gonna be interviewing him. We don't have details yet on exactly how that's going to happen. Uh, it won't be a, a, a live event. You know, he will be live, but our interview with him will be recorded, but then we'll have sometime shortly after that a, a podcast. So we're um, really looking forward to this. This is, this is another very different thing for us. And it seems like very different things keep, keep finding us. Yes. So, I mean, everyone knows him, I think, most, well, first and foremost for his filmmaking. Um, and actually, some of these were done locally. He is from the Baltimore area. Um, if you know Hairspray and, and um, Cry, um, what's the other Cry one? Crybaby. Crybaby, exactly. Um, I think 
I have to get the details from my cousin, but something was being made locally when she was a student in Baltimore in a Baltimore County school. So I'm going to have to get the details about that so that we can talk uh, more at length. Um, but aside from being a filmmaker, he is a published author, a prolific published author. So um, right away when we, we got this together, I went to the library's website to see how many of his titles they have. Um, and I've got a bunch coming um, for us to review and take a look at um, so we can prepare a little bit for our conversation with him that will be coming. And in addition to being a filmmaker and a writer, he's also an actor and an artist. Yeah, he's done a lot. He's really very interesting. So I'm I'm looking forward to to the discussion with him. So again, all connections that are being made, things that we are doing that are directly related to books, book people, and those who are just trying to promote literacy like us in the community. Um, and those that are, you know, supporting local independent bookstores in a variety of different ways. So we've <clears throat> talked about some things that are coming our way. Uh, there's more. Uh, we have episode ideas that are piling up. We're being buried under <laughs> our ideas. Um, so we don't have a schedule for all the, for everything, although we're going to tell you some things that are scheduled. But uh, keep your eyes open for new episodes coming. But some things that are. So it's all related to Battle of the Books, really, in one way or another. The next three or four things that we have going involve Battle of the Books. And I think we talked about it briefly in the uh, Virginia is for Book Lovers episode. But in case you didn't um, take note of it then, uh, now we actually have some dates to give you that go along with those Battle of the Book events. So on March the 13th at the Eldersburg Library, Laurie and I will be interviewing Ira Marks on his graphic novel, Shark Summer. That's gonna be the kickoff to this year's Battle of the Books, and this is one of the books that the kids have to read. So the next event for us is actually tied to a battle of the books that's for adults called After Hours. They did the first one last year. Uh, this is the, the second year and it was just as popular. Um, they had enough interest to do two different nights and we are gonna attend one evening as the, the reigning champs because if you haven't watched a previous show, um, we, we won as Team Ted, um, one of the first After Hours Battle of the Books competitions. So we get to be there to watch as spectators instead of participants and to congratulate um, the winners um, that happened that evening. Uh, we're also going to hope to do a quick interview with um, with the winning team, so that's going to be a lot of fun. That is on March 21st. Um, it is unfortunately not an event that you can attend. Um, they have just enough space in the place where they have it, which is... 1623 Brewery. Thank you. Uh, that's in Eldersburg. Right. Um, so you won't be able to attend that evening, but we will certainly bring you the recap of, of what happened um, after that night. And we will have three of the five people that were on that team there that night. Uh, one, we've talked about Annette Danik before, is in England, and she's hoping to join us um, on FaceTime for a little bit while we're having dinner, but she won't be able to, to uh, attend. 
Yeah, so the other person that can't join us that night is the great Lynn Wheeler. Um, and we have brought her up before, and I'm just reminded. So she's not able to come because she's so booked with other events. She's very involved in the community. Um, and even in retirement, um, she was the director for the library. Um, now, I think she's probably just as busy now as she was while she was working. Yeah, now that she's retired, she only works 60 hours a week. <laughs> she's incredible. And that is one of those to-be-scheduled interviews. We will be interviewing the great Lynn Wheeler. We just got to yeah. nail her down. <laughs> yeah, and you know, at the very beginning of this, we were starting to set up our first few episodes. Lynn was going to be episode one she or two was. or three. Yes. And here we are, we're recording number 15 and still haven't made that happen, but it will happen. All these things uh, just kind of come our way so, so easily and Lynn is a dear friend, so we know we can talk to her. It's just a matter of, of when. She's pretty darn busy, and we've been a little busy ourselves lately. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've said to Lori some version of, I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect this. We're having a good time, that's for sure. So next uh, up, after the 21st with the Battle of the Books, after hours, we start preparing for the kids' battle. Now you can talk a little bit more about that because this is something you've been involved with for a very long time. Yes, there's a number of competitions for the kids, elementary school and middle school. And I've been I've been emceeing one of them for a number of years now, uh, six, eight years, I'm not sure. Uh, this will be at Winters Mill High School on April the 28th. This is one of the elementary school battles. It's between Cranberry Station Elementary School, Mechanicsville Elementary School, and Sandy Mount Elementary School. So while I've been doing it for a number of time, uh, for a number of years, uh, this will be the first time where Two Sides to the Story podcast is doing this. So Lori will be getting her first shot at it. Not only am I getting my first shot at it, but I'm getting my first two size shirt to wear to the event. <laughs> so uh, some of you who have been listening for a while uh, might know about Team Ted. And when we won Battle of the Books, we had uh, pretty cool shirts that we, we were able to wear that night. And there was some interest in the community after the fact to, to have some Team Ted shirts. So we thought about wearing our Team Ted shirts to uh, the battle night for the kids, but I'll be, I'll, I'll tell them myself here instead of you telling on me. It's a long sleeve t-shirt and this gym full of hundreds of kids and parents, there is no way Lori can wear a long sleeve t-shirt and survive the night. I will be just as excited as those kids and I will be smoking hot. So we had to order something short sleeve and decided, well, Team Ted, we've kind of been there and done that. Let's get short sleeve shirts that say two sides to the story. Yeah, and tell you, it was a real pain picking these out. You know, Lori's trying on shirt after shirt. <laughs> How's this one look? What do you think of this one? So what I just say about Lori telling on Lori <laughs> instead of Ted telling on Lori. That, that didn't really happen. He's making up, up stories now. But I will tell you what actually happened is that Ted did a little research about local options. Just like we want to support local independent bookstores, we want to support local independent whoever's 
that provide services in our community. It's something that we care a lot about. So we went to Maryland Print House. You want to tell us a little bit about that experience and how we picked? Yeah, Maryland Print House, uh, kind of near Manchester, Maryland. I uh, went looking for some things that were, were local. Uh, we know we can get so, stuff online and probably without spending as much money as we're going to spend. But like Lori said, you know, you know, if if we can make it work, you know, we want to build local business relationships too. I stopped in and talked to somebody there, uh, Alex Hoffman, and she walked me through things. And Lori and I came back a second time. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. You know, you know, she didn't quite say this, but Alex you was know, well, I was trying to get him to talk about this, but I couldn't get much out of him. You know, she and Lori got got a little bit further along on, on <laughs> what, what we wanted and what we wanted it to, to look like. Lori has no trouble talking. <laughs> I said it just fine. <laughs> but um, they can do everything we want, and uh, you know, we, we, we like the opportunity to work with them. You know, we're going to be making our first order, and we fully expect to be doing more in the future. We don't know what that's all going to look like, but um, as as things continue to grow, uh, I think that relationship will grow. Well, as a girl who likes clothes, I'm looking forward to having my first two-side shirt. And they have all the stuff. We're just getting simple t-shirts, but I mean, I could have tank tops and hoodies and hats and all the stuff. So we're going to have some fun there for sure um, in the months to come. But uh, we'll give you some pictures shortly. I uh, haven't ordered them yet, but they will be here in time for some of these events that, that we're telling you about tonight. And the last thing on what's coming, we've already talked about, but <laughs> this is big enough, I think, to mention again. You'll be in interviewing John Waters. Uh, who could have seen this coming? We're also going to interview Ernest Thompson, which we've brought up before, but it hasn't happened because he's been so busy. Um, he's another local legend and uh, actually graduated from Westminster High School, and he's most famous for On Golden Pond. Um, and we got to meet him at Carroll Lutheran Village for a Carroll County Public Library event. And it was amazing because the room was full of people he knew, teachers that he went um, to school with um, and my French teacher Mrs. Wentz was there so she has been teaching long enough to have taught him and me and uh, it was wonderful to see her he had friends in the audience people that he hung out with in high school it was amazing so he had agreed then to let us talk with him but they have been so busy we actually just heard from his wife today to say sorry it's been non-stop since we were in Westminster uh, book of maps is is his new book and it is just kept them extremely busy uh, she said that they are booked until August with events at this point but we're still planning to talk it's just a matter of getting some time together and just so there's no confusion there were actually decades between Ernest graduating from Westminster High School and Lori graduating. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. 93, <laughs> class of 93. <laughs> he was 67. <laughs> Just a couple years in between there. Um, okay, so I think that covers what we were hoping to, to share with you this evening. Just a bit of an update on the things that we've been doing and the things that are to come. Uh, we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we hope you are having fun along with us. So um, as always, we hope to hear from you. If you have any ideas for um, events, 
for bookstores that you think we should go to, for books that you think we ought to read, we would love to hear from you. A couple of ways in which you can do that. Um, you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You can send a comment that way. Um, you can find us on our website, two sides to the story.com. And that second two is a number two. Uh, also, you can send us an email, whether you go to the website or if you um, just type in the email address is two sides to, again, the number, the story at yahoo.com. Uh, we're publishing our episodes just as quickly as we produce them. Um, you can find those on our website. You can also find them on Google Play, Apple, and Spotify. What have I missed? Blog post. You can tell that part. Yeah, the blog posts are, are growing. <laughs> um, we might be up to 70-ish posts now. All kinds of different topics. Uh, if you're a reader, I'm betting there's something in there that you would enjoy reading. So this has been uh, a longer episode than, than most, but we had so much we wanted to talk about. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you keep listening and enjoy your reading. <laughs>